Book One, Chapter Five of the Mystical City of God, Volume Two, by the Venerable Sister Mary of Jesus of Agreda. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Book One, Chapter Five. His Majesty manifests new mysteries and sacraments together with the works of the fifth day of the creation to Most Holy Mary, and Her Highness continues to pray for the incarnation of the Word. The fifth day of the Novena, which the Most Blessed Trinity celebrated in the Temple of Most Holy Mary, in order that the Eternal Word might assume human flesh in her, had arrived. Just as in the preceding days, she was elevated to an abstractive vision of the Divinity, and, as the veil fell more and more from the secrets of the infinite wisdom, she discovered new mysteries also during this day. For the preparations and enlightenments emitted ever stronger rays of light and divine graces, which flashed into her most holy soul and emptied the treasures of infinity into her faculties, assimilating and transforming the heavenly lady more and more to a likeness of her God in order to make her worthy of being his mother. In this vision, showing himself to her with ineffable signs of affection, the Most High spoke to the Heavenly Queen, and manifested to her additional secrets, saying, My spouse and my dove, in the secret of my bosom, thou hast perceived the immense bounty to which my love for the human race inclines me, and the treasures which are secretly prepared for their happiness. So powerful is this love in me, that I wish to give them my only begotten for their instruction and salvation. Thou hast also seen something of the small returns of their most listless ingratitude and contempt, in which men hold my clemency and love. Yet although I have shown thee part of their malice, I wish, my friend, that thou shouldest once more know in me how small is the number of those who are to know and love me as my chosen ones, and how great and extended is the number of the ungrateful and the reprobate, the innumerable sins and abominations of these impure and defiled men, whom I have foreseen in my infinite knowledge, retard my bounteous mercy, and have locked up the treasure-house of my divinity, making the world entirely unworthy of receiving my gifts. The Princess Mary, through these words of the Most High, was instructed in the great mysteries regarding the number of the predestined and the reprobate, and also regarding the hindrances and impediments by which sinful men delayed the coming of the eternal word as man into the world. Having present before herself the vision both of the infinite bounty and the equity of the Creator, and of the measureless iniquity and malice of men, the most prudent mistress, inflamed by the fire of divine love, spoke to his majesty and said, My Lord and infinite God of wisdom and incomprehensible sanctity, what mystery is this which thou hast manifested to me? Without measure are the misdeeds of men, so that only thy wisdom can comprehend them. But can all these and many more, perhaps, extinguish thy bounty and love, or vie with them? No, my lord and master, it must not be so. The malice of men must not detain thy mercy. I am the most useless of all the human race. Yet on its behalf I remind thee of thy fidelity, infallibly true it is that heaven and earth will come to naught before thy word can fail isaiah chapter fifty one verse six and it is also true that thou hast many times given thy word through the holy prophets and thou hast promised them by word of mouth a redeemer and our salvation how then my god can these promises fail of fulfilment 
without conflicting with thy infinite wisdom or how can man be deceived without conflicting with thy infinite goodness in order to induce thee to fulfill thy promise and to secure them eternal felicity through thy incarnate word i have nothing to offer on the part of mortals nor can any creature oblige thee and if this blessing could be merited then thy infinite and bounteous clemency would not thereby be glorified only through thy own self can this obligation be imposed upon thee for only in god can a sufficient reason be found for his becoming man in thee alone was the reason and the motive for our creation and therefore in thee alone also the reason for our reparation after our fall do not seek my god and most high king for merits nor for a greater motive than thy own mercy and the exaltation of thy holy name it is true my spouse answered the most high that on account of my goodness i bound myself to the promise of vesting myself in human nature and of dwelling among them and that no one can merit in my sight such a promise but the ungrateful behavior of men so abominable in my sight and in my justice does not merit the execution of this promise for though i seek only their eternal happiness as a return of my love i perceive and find only obduracy by which they are certain to waste and despise the treasures of my grace and blessing they will yield thorns instead of fruit great insults for benefits and base ingratitude for my unbounded and generous mercy and the end of all these evils will be for them the privation of my vision in eternal torments take notice of these truths recorded in the secrets of my wisdom my friend and weigh these great sacraments for to thee my heart is laid open so that thou canst see the justice of my proceeding it is impossible to describe the hidden secrets which most holy mary then saw in the lord for she perceived in him all the creatures of the past present and the future and the position of each one in creation the good and bad actions and the final ending of each one if she had not been strengthened she could not have preserved her life under the effects and feelings caused by the knowledge and insight into these hidden sacraments and mysteries but as his majesty in these new miracles and blessings had such high ends in view he was not sparing but most liberal with the beloved one whom he had chosen as his mother and as our queen derived this science from the bosom of god itself she participated also in the fire of his eternal charity which inflamed her with the love of god and the neighbor therefore continuing her intercession she said lord and eternal god invisible and immortal i confess thy justice i magnify thy works i adore thy infinite essence and hold in reverence thy judgments my heart melts within me with tenderest affection when i perceive thy unlimited bounty toward men and their dark ingratitude and grossness toward thee for all of them o oh my god thou seekest eternal life but there are few who are thankful for this inestimable benefit and many who will perish by their malice if on this account o oh my eternal good thou relinquishest thy undertaking we mortals are lost but while thou in thy divine foreknowledge perceivest the sins and the malice of men who offend thee so much thou also foreseest thy only begotten made man and his works of infinite price and value in thy sight and these will counterbalance and exceed the malice of sin beyond all comparison 
through this god-man let thy equity be conquered and on his account give us him now and in order to urge my petitions on thee once more in the name of the human race i unite myself with the spirit of this word already made man in thy mind and pray for his coming in fact and for the eternal life of men through his hands at this prayer of most pure mary the eternal father in our way of speaking represented to himself his only begotten as born in the virginal womb of this great queen and he was moved by her humble and loving petitions his apparent hesitation was merely a device of his tender love in order to enjoy so much the longer the voice of his beloved causing her sweet lips to distill most sweet honey canticles chapter four verse eleven and her emissions to be like those of paradise canticles chapter four verse thirteen and to draw out some more this loving contention the lord answered her my sweetest spouse and chosen dove great is that which thou askest of me and little is that which obliges me on the part of men how then shall such a singular blessing be conferred on those unworthy ones leave me my friend to treat them according to their evil deserts our powerful and kind advocate responded no my master i will not desist from my importunity if much i ask i ask it of thee who are rich in mercies powerful in action and true in thy words my father david said of thee and of the eternal word the lord hath sworn and he will not repent thou art a priest for ever according to the order of melchizedek psalm 109 verse 4 let then that priest come who is at the same time to be sacrificed for our rescue let him come since thou canst not repent of thy promise for thou dost not promise in ignorance let me be clothed o my sweet love with the strength of this man god which will not let me put a stop to my importunity until thou give me thy blessing as to my father jacob genesis chapter thirty two verse twenty six in this contest just as it happened to jacob our lady and queen was asked what was her name and she said i am a daughter of adam formed by thy hands from the insignificant dust and the most high answered henceforth thou shalt be called chosen for the mother of the only begotten but the latter part of this name was heard only by the courtiers of heaven while to her it was as yet hidden until the proper time she therefore heard only the word chosen having thus protracted this amorous contention according to the disposition of his divine wisdom and as far as served to inflame the heart of this elected one the most blessed trinity gave to mary our most pure queen the explicit promise that they would now send into the world the eternal word made man filled with incomparable joy and exultation by this fiat she asked and received the benediction of the most high thus this strong woman issued forth from the contest with god more victorious than jacob for she came out rich strong and laden with spoils and the one that was wounded and weakened to speak in our way was god himself for he was drawn by the love of this lady to clothe himself in that sacred bridal chamber of her womb with the weakness of our passable nature he disguised and enveloped the strength of his divinity so as to conquer in allowing himself to be conquered and in order to give us life by his death 
let the mortal see and acknowledge how most holy mary next to her most blessed son is the cause of our salvation during this vision were also revealed to this great queen the works of the fifth day of the creation in the manner in which they happened she saw how by the force of the divine command were engendered and produced in the waters beneath the firmament the imperfect reptiles which creep upon the earth the winged animals that course through the air and the finny tribes that glide through the watery regions of all these creatures she knew the beginnings the substance the form and figure according to their kinds she knew all the species of the animals that inhabit the fields and woods their conditions peculiarities their uses and connections she knew the birds of heaven for so we call the atmosphere with the varied forms of each kind their ornaments feathers their lightness the innumerable fishes of the seas and the rivers the differences between the whales their forms composition and qualities their caverns and foods furnished them by the sea the ends which they serve the use to which they can be put in the world his majesty especially commanded all these hosts of creatures to recognize and obey most holy mary giving her the power to command all of them as it happened on many occasions to be mentioned later on therewith she issued from the trance of this day and she occupied herself during the rest of it in the exercises and petitions which the most high had pointed out to her instruction which the heavenly lady gave me my daughter the more complete knowledge of the wonderful operations of the arm of the almighty in raising me during the abstractive visions of the divinity to the dignity of mother is reserved for the predestined when they shall come to know them in the heavenly jerusalem there they shall understand and see them in the lord himself and with that special delight and astonishment which the angels experienced when the most high revealed these things to them for his exaltation and praise and since his majesty has shown himself so lovingly generous toward thee giving thee in preference to all the generations of men such great knowledge and light concerning these so hidden sacraments i desire my friend that thou signalize thyself above all creatures in praising and magnifying his holy name for the works of his powerful arm in my regard at the same time thou must strive with all thy power to imitate me in the works which i perform by the aid of these great and wonderful blessings pray and sigh for the eternal salvation of thy brethren and that the name of my son may be extolled by all and known to the whole world thou must establish the habit of this kind of prayer by a constant resolve founded upon firm faith and unshaken confidence and by never losing sight of thy misery in profound humility and self-abasement thus prepared thou must battle with the divine love for the good of thy people firmly convinced that the most glorious triumphs of divine love may especially be looked for in its dealings with the humble who love god in uprightness raise thyself above thyself and give him thanks for the special blessings conferred upon thee and for those conferred upon the human race transformed by this divine love thou wilt merit other gifts both for thyself and for thy brethren and whenever thou findest thyself in his divine presence do thou ask for his benediction end of chapter five